If you've been wishing, hoping, and dreaming about taking your business from six figures to multi-six figures or multi-six figures to seven figures, then I wanna make sure you get our new free guide, the multi-six and seven-figure scaling roadmap. Inside the guide, I pulled back the curtains and I shared all the strategies that I used and they can help you too. First, they can help you triple your monthly sales. I shared proven strategies with you that led to a 3X increase in my monthly sales. Second, I show you exactly how to crush your limiting beliefs. Say goodbye to doubts like, you can't charge that much and there aren't enough ideal clients for you too. Third, how to only work with ideal clients. I show you how to become the go-to expert and attract only the perfect clients and referrals. And finally, I show you how to quantum leap to $20,000 plus every single month. I show you exactly how to take a quantum leap from 8,000 per month, for example, to 20,000 a month. You can absolutely break through your upper limit barrier and enjoy five and six figure months every single month. Make 2024 your dream come true year by downloading your free guide today. Just click the link in the show notes below. Welcome to Double Your Sales Now, where you'll discover top resources for selling strategies, powerful tips, and best practices to open your mind and performance to the next level. You can double your sales too. So let's get to it with your sales coach, Ursula Menches. Hey everybody, welcome back to Double Your Sales Now. Today, I'm going to be sharing the belief zone. And this is a solo show, it's just me and you connecting. And we're gonna talk about how to create a blueprint for making more money, giving back to the organizations you care about, and living an authentic life. And that's what the belief zone is really about, about moving into a belief zone where you can create any life that you desire, you can create any business you could desire, you can create any income you desire. So excited to dive into this content with you today. If you haven't yet, definitely please, please, please um, take out a pen, take out a piece of paper, get ready to take some notes because I really, I want you to dig into this material. A couple of housekeeping notes first. If you haven't yet, please leave us a review on iTunes. If the show has helped you in some way, let us know, give us a review. That way other people can learn about the show and decide if it's for them or not. And we'd love to have more people joining us all over the world. You can go to salescoachnow.com forward slash giveaway after you leave the review. And we've got some cool gifts for you over there. So we'd love to love to get those to you. Also, if you haven't yet, go to salescoachnow.com forward slash gift. We have a PDF. You can download it, put it on your desk, look at it every day. Six secrets to doubling your sales. Super easy thing to print out, put it in front of you. It'll help keep you motivated, help bust you through some of those sales blocks. If you haven't joined us at Virtual Sales Camp yet, you know we'd love to have you. And it's virtual, which means you can join us from anywhere, right? As long as you have a great internet connection. So please, please, please let us know if you wanna come and play. We still have a special price point for you. You can learn more at contact at salescoachnow.com. Email us and we'll get you that information. If you have an event coming up and it's a virtual event and you want me to come and speak or you want me to do some virtual training for your sales team, definitely let me know. It's easy to do. We'd love to make that happen for you um, right now. And we're getting a lot of sales teams reaching out who want that extra help. So we'd love to support you with that as well. All right. We also have a, another great sponsor, which I'm super excited about because our sponsors help keep our show going. So. This um, Our new sponsor is talking to us about 
how to move forward, right? And she's, she's amazing. So here's what she says. Here's what Susan says. She says, are you a leader who feels like you spend more time putting out people fires than igniting workplace passion and productivity? Are you tired of feeling like you see a clear path forward but can't help others see it? Susan Riesing is a board certified coach who can help you learn and share new skills for taking your team and your career to the next level. If you would love to lead a team whose members trust each other, make clear commitments and follow through to get them results, Susan is ready to help. Specializing in leadership coaching and communication, including those difficult conversations you may be avoiding, which we've talked a lot about on the show, Susan will partner with you to meet, where, meet you where you are in your leadership journey and create a map to the success on your horizon. Using a method honed over more than 15 years of coaching experience, Susan will work with you via phone or video sessions and provide support tools selected just for you. Don't wait. And you can learn more by emailing Susan at Susan reasoning.com and that's susan r-e-i-s-i-n-g.com for a free consultation so definitely take advantage of that if that's something you'd like to learn about all right with that let's dig into the belief zone i originally published this book in 2017 and when i look back at the journey that i've been on personally i can't help but think how important this this journey of shifting my beliefs and moving into a new belief zone has been not only for me, but for my clients as well. And so if this is something that you've struggled with, or you feel like even now in this, you know, very interesting time as I record this, you know, it's still, we're still in the middle of COVID, um, the pandemic, and, you know, things seem to be changing and shifting every day. And it's hard to know, you know, which direction to take your business. It's hard to know what to pivot where to pivot, how to pivot, when to pivot, and maybe just to be still for a little bit, right? It's hard to know what to do. Your beliefs matter more than ever. And I just, I felt compelled to, you know, bring some of this content to the podcast to, to bring some, some support and to help you move into some lightness and joy again, because I don't know about you, but I know for me, it's been, it's been a heavy time. It's been a challenging time to, you know, sometimes stay as focused on the business as we need to as entrepreneurs. And then within that, there've also been these, these great breakthroughs for our clients and even in our business of making those shifts, making those pivots that have helped keep our business going or taking it to that next level. And so here's, I'm gonna take you through the seven steps to move into a new belief zone. And you know, I want you to take each step separately and really think about, you know, what that step means for you and what, what it's calling to, for you to do right now, because it's not like, I don't believe in coincidence. It's not a coincidence that you're listening to this podcast or watching this podcast right now. There's something that needs to transform for you. There's something that needs to be shifted or you wouldn't be listening to this, this moment. So the idea of, you know, the belief zone was born from my experience as an NLP certified coach, NLP is Neuro Linguistic Programming. The first belief that I ever changed was a belief that I had to work physically hard to make a lot of money. Like I just had to work really hard. I know this is a common belief. I didn't know it at the time when I changed mine, but now working with a lot of clients, I've seen that this is a very common belief and that it's easy to feel like, you know, you do, you have to work hard to make money. Like there's that belief that's out there. And while I believe in you know, discipline and I believe in consistency, I've learned that hard work does not translate into dollars. You can work really hard 
and not make any money in your business, at a job, anywhere, right? Like I can think about, I remember, you know, as a kid, my first, one of my, as a kid, I was, you know, 12 or 13, one of my first jobs was hoeing beans for my neighbors, like going out and actually hoeing the weeds out of the bean fields. And I made $3 an hour. And at the end of the day, I would get a, a Snickers bar, which is a chocolate bar for those of you who maybe don't eat that stuff. <laughs> um, and I'd get a soda, super unhealthy. <clears throat> we didn't get a lot of those types of things at my house. So the, the big payoff at the end of a working hard day was, you know, my three bucks an hour paid in cash plus this, you know, Snickers bar and soda, which is a big deal. So it's like, oh, I was, you know, I was willing to do this hard work. That was hard work. I grew up on a farm, so I helped bale hay and I threw bales under 110 degree tin roofs. That was hard work. <laughs> I took that work ethic into corporate America and I worked really physically hard. Now, it did pay off. Like I did make a lot of money, more money than, you know, I was in the six figure range by the time I was 23 years old. And like, I never thought I could make that amount of money. So that was, that was a, that was a big, that was a big jump for me. It was a big shift. It, it totally rocked my world in terms of, you know, what was possible and how much money I could really make. But with that came even more limiting beliefs. So here I am, I've got this, this limiting belief that I have to work really physically hard to make any money. And then I had these other limiting beliefs that were floating around, like money doesn't grow on trees, you know, things I'd heard as a child that, you know, from well-meaning people, but didn't, these beliefs didn't serve me. You know, money doesn't grow. Like, what does that even mean? Money doesn't grow on trees because actually money for some people, money does grow on trees, right? Like for someone who owns an orchard, money grows on trees. <laughs> and over time I would start to challenge those beliefs. But so here I was, you know, making six figures in my early twenties and working really, really hard with all these other limiting beliefs. And what happened is not surprisingly is my health deteriorated. So between the ages of age of 22 to 27, not only did I make six figures and then multiple six figures, my health deteriorated as well. So my 20s were all about hard work, making a lot of money, reinforcing the belief that you have to work hard to make money, and then I got sick. So then my belief kind of morphed into when you work really hard and make a lot of money, then you get sick. Like Steve, my, my subconscious was putting that together because underneath that, I hadn't dealt with my limiting beliefs. I hadn't released them. After that company was sold. I left the corporate world and went out on my own. You know, I was consulting for another company for six months. I was highly unemployable. I had no idea what I was going to do. You know, I was out there and I was thinking about starting my own business, but I didn't know how. And I just had so many limiting beliefs about, you know, even doing that. So I finally decided, you know, I, I realized, and I'd gotten feedback from a lot of people that I was really good at leading and coaching sales teams. I was really good at helping people break through their, their limiting beliefs about what was possible for them and how much they could sell. And so that's when I started my first company called Potential Quest Inc. It was a coaching company. And I realized very quickly that the, all the clients that were coming to me were clients who were struggling in sales. And so that, like, I just started to become known for that. And that became my thing. I was helping people bust through their sales blocks, their sales limits, their financial limits to get to that next level. And about that same time as I was launching my company, I decided to get a master's degree. Like when I do it, I'm just going to do all of it, right? So I decided to get a master's degree in marriage and family therapy, psychology, counseling psychology, because there wasn't a master's degree at the time that I could find in coaching. So I decided to get that degree just to kind of round out my knowledge and my ability to help people. 
And then at the same, that exact same time, I found out about NLP, neuro-linguistic programming. And there was a program in San Francisco, California at the NLP Institute of California that, that would help me get not only certified as a coach, but also certified as an NLP coach. And I wanted both. Like I wanted the certification as a coach because I thought that was important, an important credential as I was growing in my coaching career. And I also wanted the NLP part because when I talked to the owner of the organization, she told me how powerful NLP was, how powerful it had been you know, in her life and how it helps her help clients. I knew a little bit about Tony Robbins at that point and that, you know, his background was in NLP as well. And I could just see how, how our words, our language, right, how that impacts our actions, which ultimately impacts our emotions and then the results that we get. And so I knew that there was something powerful there. I didn't fully understand it, but I, I knew I needed to know more. So I went to the NLP Institute of California and became a certified NLP coach. And I'll tell you, like it was a four month program and we received, a, you know, the training and then we would practice and then we would, you know, coach each other and we would be coached right back and forth. And so it forced me to do a lot of work on myself, which as a coach, like I think is a requirement, right? If you're going to be a coach or a therapist or in the, any helping profession, a healer, like you got to do your, you got to work on your stuff first, right? And so that's what I did. And the first limiting belief that I worked on was the belief that I had to work physically hard to make any amount of money. And I shifted that belief. I'll never forget it. It's in my books. I talk about it. I shifted that limiting belief to money flows to me easily and effortlessly every day. That was it. Money flows to me easily. And I took on that new belief. Let me tell you something. Not only does money flow easily and effortlessly to me in my business, money flows easily and effortlessly to me everywhere. <laughs> and I, I, it's funny because my son, our son who's seven now, finds money everywhere. And I let him, even though sometimes it's a little gross. I'm like, oh, where are you picking that penny up from, right? Or where's that quarter coming from? There's dust on it, whatever. I want him to have the belief that money can show up from anywhere, that money can flow easily and effortlessly at any second. And it's way beyond, like my husband and I have been in real estate, we've owned real estate, we've been in other business ventures, and like, I could tell you story upon story of how money flows to me easily and effortlessly every day. So you're welcome to take that belief, by the way, take on that new belief. Once I shifted that belief and saw the results of that and saw what started to show up around me, because it's, it's not just shifting the belief, right? It's like, you've got to dig into the subconscious and take on that new belief and then start to look for the evidence that that new belief is true. Once I started to do that, right? All of a sudden, so many things started to shift for me. So this this realization, this knowledge kept growing. And a lot of the work that I do today and that we do with our clients is around shifting their beliefs because I can teach sales and business strategy. I can teach you how to scale your business all day long. But if you have a limiting belief about how much money you deserve, how much money you can make, how much money you can handle, if you have limiting beliefs around that, it doesn't matter how much strategy you have, you will not bust through that ceiling. Or if you do, you will do for a month and do it for a month and you'll go right back to where you were. We call that a financial set point. So you'll go right back. And so it's been just fascinating to see, you know, as we can shift our clients' limiting beliefs, how how they move. And if you've been a listener of the show for a while, you've heard a lot of our clients talk about the, the one or two limiting beliefs that were that they shifted that were super impactful to their level of success and what's happening now. And what I what I started to then realize is that when you shift a belief, you move from your comfort zone because really a, a, a limiting belief isn't bad. It just keeps you safe and it keeps you stuck exactly where you are. So when you move from that limiting belief, that comfort zone, 
and you let it go and you take on a new belief, you're actually moving into what I call a new belief zone, which is why I created and wrote the book, The Belief Zone. And when you move into that new belief zone, okay, then you suddenly start to see opportunities that have always been around you, but you didn't see before because you were in your comfort zone. It's hard to explain until you've had that experience. An example would be, you know, we have clients who want to move from six figures to seven figures, but they have a lot of limiting beliefs about why they can't. But when we can get to the core of one of their main limiting beliefs about deservability or that there's enough clients, right? That there's, there's, they move out of scarcity into prosperity. Like when, once we can move them into that new belief, what happens almost instantaneously is they see the way to get there almost right away. Okay. So it's all, it's been around them, right? Like you don't, you don't desire a seven figure business without a way to get there. The way to get there exists. And I've learned this from so many coaches who, who talk about spiritual laws and prosperity. And I, it frustrated me so much in the beginning. So I was like, what does that even mean? I get it now. The second I take on that new belief, I'll see that the opportunities were already there. However, okay, here, here's why we call it a zone. When I move, I have to move out of my comfort zone and stay in this new belief zone to be willing to take the steps that are still outside of my comfort zone. And it's often things I don't want to do. It's often things that require me to invest in myself, invest in my business, hire somebody, change a program, raise my prices, pick up the phone. It's all things we don't want to do, right? And so at, at that moment, you have a choice. You have a choice to stay in your new belief zone or get pulled back into your old comfort zone. And many of us go back and that's why people don't move forward. So hopefully that helps you understand, you know, what, why you get stuck and what stops you from moving forward. So my, my favorite quote of all time is you must do the thing you think you cannot do. Eleanor Roosevelt said that you must do the thing you think you cannot do. And the reason that that quote is so powerful is because the thing you think you cannot do is the exact thing that's keeping you stuck right now. And once you push through it, once you do the thing that you thought you couldn't do, there's so much freedom on the other side of that. There's so much power. There's so much potential that then it's like you're set free. So having, having given you kind of the backstory, I'm going to take you through the seven steps. Okay. And of course, you're welcome to get the belief zone. It's on, um, it's on Amazon. That's the easiest place to probably download it right now. Here are the steps. Step number one is to clarify. Okay, so you have to know what you want first, and, and we talked about that. For many of our clients, and for you probably, it's like, what what is it that you desire? What do you want to create? Many of our clients, it's a financial number, but there's so much more that goes with that financial number. Why do you want a seven-figure business? Why do you want a multi-seven-figure business? Why do you want an eight-figure business or beyond? Like, what what is the why behind? The, the desire, right? So knowing why you want that is really important. So clarify, the first step is to clarify what you want. You have to get clear on it. The second step is to write. And this, this step for so many people seems like a small little thing, right? Brian Tracy once said, he said, goals and writing are dreams with deadlines. Writing your goals down 
brings them into fruition. It starts to make them real. It's the reason I wrote the book, One Great Goal, which is a clarification process to decide what your one big goal is. What is that you really want? Because that can become like your North Star, become your comet for helping you drive to get there. And all of your secondary goals are accomplished once you get to that big goal. So writing your goals down is much more important than you'd ever imagine. One of the other things I love to do with our clients is scripting. And in NLP, we talk about future pacing or imagining that you've already achieved your goal and then letting your subconscious reverse engineer from that. Your subconscious, when you imagine what it is you desire, doesn't know the difference between what you're imagining and what's actually happening in reality right now. So then you program your subconscious to reverse engineer to help you get there. The simple, a simple exercise to do this is to first get really clear on what you want Let's say in 12 months you want a seven-figure business. Well, let's imagine it's December 31st, 2021 or 2022, whenever, right, whenever you're imagining out and you've accomplished your seven-figure goal. And so write a journal entry as if everything that you desire has already happened. I cannot stress how powerful it is to do this exercise. We do it with our clients all the time. So you can imagine like writing in a journal, date it December 31st, 2022 or 2021, and then script out, like reverse engineer. I, you could say something like, I just had the most powerful 12 months I could ever imagine. I exceeded the seven-figure goal that I had written down at the beginning of the year. I have a team that supports me. I'm, I'm working with only my top 20% of clients who, who see me as the expert, whatever it is. Like you script out that whole piece. It starts to get into your subconscious and powerful things can happen from there. Step number three is to get into sync, okay? And that's really about sync synchronicity and one of my favorite words synchronicity because when you get clear on what you want you get really clear on what you want and you script it out right the steps start to show up it's almost like you know the, the right person shows up and you're like wow I can't believe that just happened those are the favorite emails that I love to get from my clients are the ones that have the subject line you're never going to believe this the right person shows up the book publisher shows up right? The team member shows up. The top 20% of clients just seem to like start showing up. It's because you've done the work on the front end and you've gotten clear on what it is you desire. Joel Osteen once wrote, he said, you can live your life angry, bitter, mad at somebody or even guilty, not letting go of your own mistakes, but you, you won't receive the good things God has in store for you. I love that because working on ourselves giving ourselves permission to have what we desire, writing it down allows synchronicity to start to show up. And so I encourage you to take these steps to get into sync so that you can start moving forward. All right. And by the way, a great way to move into, to move faster into synchronicity is to create a gratitude list. Everyone I know says this, but there is something so incredibly powerful about connecting to what you're grateful for. It's like an almost instant shift. And when we feel great, we attract great things. Great things start to show up. So I just wanna, I wanna give that to you. And I want you to think about like, you know, how often do you think about what you're grateful for? What would happen if you kept a gratitude list, right? Or gratitude journal. Even five to 10 things that you could write down every single day could be powerful. Step number four is to shift. And this is, you know, we've already talked about this at some level, but it's, it's not just shifting one limiting belief. It's about being in, it's about being all in on the journey of continuing to make the limiting belief shifts so that you can continue to move forward. 
because it's easy to stop. It's easy to stop and say, like, do I have to shift one more limiting belief? Do I have to keep working on myself? And the answer is yes. Like as humans, we continue to evolve. You know, limiting beliefs are like, you know, onion layers and they keep peeling off and then there's something else that comes up. Some people say next level, new devil, right? I don't really like that, but like it's like that, like it's like as you expand or become more visible in the world, there's stuff that's gonna come up that you have to work on. And if it were easy, everybody in the world would be an entrepreneur, right? Like if it were easy, we'd all be billionaire entrepreneurs. The reason we're not is because we haven't done the work yet. We've got to keep doing that work on ourselves. So step number four is to shift and keep shifting those limiting beliefs. Les Brown said, your, your level of belief in yourself will inevitably manifest, manifest itself in whatever you do. Your level of belief in yourself will inevitably manifest, manifest itself in whatever you do. Les Brown. So interesting story about Les Brown. I was speaking in Vegas gosh, it's almost seven years ago. I remember because I was pregnant with um, Luca, who's seven now, and, or almost seven. So it was seven years ago. And I had to follow Les Brown on stage. Okay. So it was a real estate conference in Las Vegas, hundreds and hundreds of people in the audience. And Les Brown had spoken toward the end of the day. He was on for like 90 minutes or a little more than that. I was up next. Okay. What's of course, like, I could listen to Les Brown all day. He's so powerful. So I'm in the back. I'm in the back of the stage waiting for Les Brown to finish. And he's, he's up there and he's telling these great stories. I mean, everybody's just at the edge of their seats. He's just, he's so captivating. He's so powerful. He finishes his presentation. And the woman who was introducing me, I told her, I'm like, listen, like, I don't know how, I don't, I don't know how to follow Les Brown because it was toward the end of the day. It was almost five o'clock. There was also going to be a cocktail hour. Dinner was coming up. You know, I was the last speaker of the day. I had, I think, an hour on stage. Had no idea like how I was going to keep people in the room, right? No one wants to follow Les Brown. Not only that, but I, I so I told the one that was introducing me, I'm like, the second Les Brown is off the stage, like run out there and introduce me so people know I'm still coming out. Even though they had said that, like, you know, I'm I'm watching from behind the stage and I watch, I watch Les walk off the stage. But he doesn't, like most of us exit backstage, right? He exits off the front of the stage, which I was like, that's so cool. What a good idea. Walks through the audience and people are like high five and him. They're like saying, that was great, Les. He's walking back to his table. And I start to watch people get up, right? Because they're they're following Les. Brilliant. I wanted to follow Les. Like he was amazing. And I, so I looked at the person who's introducing me, I'm like, go, like, you got to go. So she runs out there, she introduces me. I don't think I've ever been introduced that fast. And so I was right behind her and I was, I was, I got on stage right away. And in that moment, like, if you're a speaker, you understand this, like in that moment, like you have 0.5 seconds to capture the audience's attention, right? Some people say more than that, but really, I think it's like, if they don't, if they don't get you with that initial boom, you've lost them. So much pressure. So I run out and the only word that I could think of to, that could come out of my mouth was this. Stop. <laughs> I can't make this stuff up. Stop. So I told everyone to stop. And I, I look out and I realize that what I'd said and what I'd done in that moment, because there are literally people who are mid getting up out of their chair, who are kind of unfolding because they've been sitting for a while, who are you know ready to follow less and they stopped. They did what I told them to do. I mean, when you're on stage, it's very powerful, right? You, you have a lot of power. And I said, stop. And they did. They looked at me and they were like, why? <laughs> All right. And so I said, I stopped. I paused. 
pregnant pause, no pun intended. I stopped, I paused, said stop, right? And I looked, I made eye contact and I said, I guarantee if you stick with me for the next 60 minutes, you will make a major shift in your business. That was my guarantee. Like I, I just had to put it out there. People sat down. I'll never forget that moment because I had to believe in myself enough to not only follow Les Brown on stage, but to also invite people to stop and stay and listen to me because I had something to say. And I did it. And it was one of those moments as a speaker where I grew like 10 feet that day because I realized, you know, I could do it. And, and if you don't, if you haven't been a listener for a while and you don't know this, like I have glossophobia. Glossophobia is the biggest fear of public speaking you'd ever have in your life. I had that. I had the biggest fear. It was, it was very real at that moment as well. So I've overcome glossophobia, the biggest fear you could ever imagine to get on stage. So only did I overcome that fear, but I grew 10 feet that day because I invited an audience to stop and stay. So shift your beliefs. Step number four is to shift. You got to keep shifting. You got to keep shifting. And then there were more limiting beliefs after that for me, but I had like in that moment I grew. And when you make that shift and then you take action on that new belief that I took action on that new belief about myself, right? By following Les Brown on stage, you grow, you grow and you start to get to that, that next level for yourself. Step number five is to act, right? And this is what I just talked about. Like once you shift the belief, then you have to act. You have to act in a new way. You have to take action. I wish I could sit on the couch all day and, you know, watch. I don't really know. That wouldn't be much fun, but you know the idea. Like we think we can just sit on the couch and manifest whatever we want. We can sit on the couch and come up with great ideas and write them out and start to set things in motion. But then we're going to be required to do. <laughs> we're going to be required to step on the stages. We're going to be required to launch our podcast. We're going to be required to work with our clients. We're going to be required to actually write the book that we want to manifest, right? We, we have, there's the act part. Ralph Waldo Emerson said, once you make a decision, the universe conspires to make it happen. The universe conspires and then the universe says, okay, your turn. The universe says, I did my part. Now you have to act. Take that next step. Once you start to get into action, step number six is no. Okay. Step number six is to know and to trust and to have faith. To know, like to be in the knowing that what you desire is coming to you, that it's actually going to happen. Sam Walton, founder of Walmart, he said, high expectations are the key to everything. High expectations are the key to everything. And I love, I love that quote because the word expect, right? When you expect something, you have a knowing that it's already done, that it's just done, that it's already happening. And you can stop chasing it. Because so often when we set a goal, we're like, well, is it happening? What, it's not happening. Is it happening? It's not happening. What's happening, right? We keep, we stay in this question, which doesn't serve us. So letting go is so important because you have to, you can't chase what you want. You have to let go and know and expect that what you desire is coming to you. And last but not least is step number seven, which is create. We are creative beings as humans, right? Like, especially as entrepreneurs, we could create all day. We could keep creating and create forever. <laughs> I want you to create the business that you want. And so it doesn't mean continue to create every program or product, like get really clear on who your top 20% is, get really clear on the products or services that you're going to offer, get really clear and create the right price points that are in alignment with you. So a stretch, but believable at some level. And 
and create what you desire. Like this, this moves past, it moves past the actions that we take and it moves into being that visionary, that creative visionary that's looking out to create the big picture that you know you can create. In the book, The Belief Zone, I quoted Matthew 17, verse 20, because you have so little faith. Truly, I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Nothing is impossible for you. It's, it's time, like you, you're listening to this podcast today because you had to, this is your message for you. Like it's time, it's time to move into a new belief zone and a new belief zone that allows you to create the income, the prosperity, the life, the relationships, the family, the everything that you've been desiring. It's right there for you. Awesome. I want to thank you for taking this journey with me today. Thank you to our listeners all over the world. Again, if you haven't yet, if you love the show, go to salescoachnow.com forward slash giveaway. After you leave us a review on iTunes, we have some free gifts for you over there. Go to salescoachnow.com forward slash gift to get our free gift so we can help you double your sales this year. That's it for now, everybody. I wish you your most epic month yet. Thanks for listening to Double Your Sales Now. To get more information to take your sales to the next level, visit us at salescoachnow.com. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to tune in next week. And until then, we'd appreciate your review on iTunes.